Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. So, Luca Nation, you know, we wanted to bring you a really special episode today. We have a market Monday market mover coming out very soon with KK Sports Cards. Uh, we talk all things sports, grading, uh, PSA, and, and everything in between. But today I want to talk about a topic that, you know, it's super pressing to me. Uh, and I'd be interested to hear kind of almost pick Cage's brain. Um, so first things first, Dak had a successful surgery. It looks like it's a four to six month time frame. And Jerry Jones came out and said, you know, our future is with Dak. So that's good news. And I want to start off by saying health is number one. But, you know, we, we would be remiss not to talk about this topic in sports cards, right? Uh, Dak's not well, who had a worse last... 24 hours, Dak or Tony Dungy? What happened to Tony Dungy? <laughs> he came out and said that Dak's injury may be viewed as a blessing in disguise for the Cowboys. <laughs> People are killing him online. They're killing him. And I get the point he's trying to make is that the Cowboys might be a more – kind of like with Christian McCaffrey going down and, and, the, and the Panthers doing their thing. I think what he's trying to say is that, you know, their offense might be more balanced and, you know, they might actually wind up being a good thing with Dalton at quarterback. But the way he said it was, you know, as a blessing in disguise, it was very insensitive. I mean, he basically took Tony Romo off the hook because during the game, Romo was like, well, you know, it might, be, it might just be a cramp. Who knows? It might just be a cramp, even though his leg was perpendicular to his foot. Um, but yeah, go ahead. But, but here's the thing. So Dax cards, and he's the 2017, so remember, there's no official base card. It's the prism prism. Uh, his prism was 1250 to 1300 just today, I saw uh, a sale for three fifty. Wow! I mean, that's crazy. But at the same time, this isn't the first or last time this is happening. Cage, take us away. What would you be doing? How are you thinking about, especially in the NFL with injuries that are so prevalent? How do you go about when you're sitting on these quarterbacks or wide receivers or running backs that you know they could suffer a season-ending or a career-ending injury at any moment? Football is a different animal. Football is a different animal because you have to factor in additional risk to it, especially at the quarterback. And everybody invests in the quarterback, and the quarterback is the slot that has the most potential for injury. And and we saw people branching out to non-quarterbacks recently, and I saw people were buying Saquon Barkley, and people were buying Michael Thomas, and look what happened. Both of the branch outs on those injured. Michael Thomas actually healthy, but not playing tonight because he punched a teammate allegedly at practice or something like that. So he's not even going to. I think he's mad for last week because they they benched him because remember or no that was Devontae Adams. Why do I get all guys confused? I don't know, but because you don't really pay attention to football, you just like Tyler Hero. So, but here's the reason why, right? (laughs) So, so so, come on, my kids. I apologize. I apologize. I think our our podcast says it was good. It's good for age four and above. You know, not if you can be dropping bombs like that. So, so what do you think? I think when you get you heard into football, it here, that's the last time that's going to happen. That's the last no, time you heard no, it here. No, it's okay. I'm not cursing anymore. It's okay. Listen, no. it's all right with cursing. You know, we're going to have Gary no, Vee on, and if he look. curses, right? If Gary comes on and he curses, what am I going to tell him not to curse? You know, that'll be the that'll be the R-rated episode. It's fine. It's family Listen. friendly. I I apologize. I want to take a moment. I apologize. I won't curse again. It's just kid friendly, um, and that's not what I'm about. My, my kid's going to want to listen to this one now because of the vulgarity. But so, so, so you have to have the additional risk that's there. You have to have an appetite for risk with football that's usually not there. But look, injuries happen to everyone everywhere, right? I mean, Acuna was out for a little while this year, right? Soto was out for a little while this year. I mean, baseball is not, 
as not the same as football, right? But obviously, you know, people get injured in baseball too. Basketball, right? People were injured in basketball in 2019. LeBron was injured. That was the first time he missed any significant time during his career, right? I mean, injuries happen. People, look at Steph Curry. Look at Clay Thompson, right? I mean, you know, it's not just a football thing, right? Um, well, first things but, first. Let me ask you, Cage, as an investor, as a speculator. Yep. Do you view Dak's injury the same as you would view, let's say, Saquon's? I don't. ACL. Mm-hmm. I don't because um, you could say, you know, they're different for multiple reasons. I think I would view them investor-wise, money-wise, probably the same because, look, Saquon's injury is more known. Um, you've seen how people come back from that. So you can kind of gauge how running backs do after that type of an injury and after coming back for it, how long it's going to take for him to get to some symbol of normalcy. You also know, um, you know, with some degree of certainty that he'll be at, you know, 92%, but not a hundred, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, that kind of deal. Dak's injury, while it's not the, the, the type, it's not a knee, it's not his shoulder, it's not his throwing arm, it's not that stuff. And it's something that you should heal from, you know, and should make a full recovery from in four to six months and be ready for next season without a problem. It's also an injury that just does not have a lot of history in the NFL. There's not a lot of, you know, like past guidance to go on so that you can say, okay, this is, you know, this look what happened, you know. Um, Look, injuries are part of sports. It's just part of the investment deal. It's why a lot of people will only do vintage. It's why a lot of people do Charizard. It's why a lot of people do Pokemon because they're not going to get injured, right? Um, but, But here's the deal, right? An injury is doing the same thing to the cards as losses do to cards, right? So, I mean, we're going to see people, you know, you know, the deal on it is it's, there are events in a player's career while they're still playing, and those events will impact the price of the cards, sometimes to the positive and sometimes to the negative. An injury is just an event that we, we were not planning for. You know, championships, guys who are going into the playoffs, those kind of things. You, you, could, you sort of plan for them and you take, you know, okay, 60% chance he's going to win this year or, or an MVP or an award. Um, I think you got to go into a football season, especially invest, investing in quarterbacks, thinking that there's a 10% chance that that quarterback get in, gets injured. You know, and it's everyone. Baker Mayfield hurt his ribs this week. You know, Lamar Jackson missed practice last week because of an injury. I mean, people in football get injured. Whether or not it impacts their playing time and their, their play on the field is a different story. But talk about it affects, that it, it, it affects investor confidence, right? Yeah, well, this is why football before this year was not a hot commodity. You know, people have moved from basketball into football, but before this year, football was not something that people were crazy invested in. I mean, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and that, and, and those two guys have really helped put a spotlight on it. And lucky for both of them, they've remained relatively healthy. Um, you know, Mahomes missed a little bit of time last year, and that was a different injury than what Dak had. But Mahomes missed some time last year, and, you know, darn, I wish I would have bought into his cards when he was injured last year. You know, I mean, you know, and that's the flip side to it. Sometimes, you know, I'll talk about this as you go through your episode, because this is you. You want to talk about some of the stuff you've seen in the market. But what, what my, my constant refrain for this episode is going to be is overreaction. We've talked about people overreacting to cards. It's, it's an overreaction and, and where you might be able to exploit that overreaction. That's all. So go ahead. Talk about the DAC card. We, we, I don't know much about the deck card. I get well, to talk about the Tyler prices, Hero card. Right? I was surprised about the prices. Well, we'll get to Hero. We'll talk about Hero in a second, too, because obviously you know plenty about that. But Dak was 1300 and now it's down to 350 Is that what you're seeing, approximately? That's what I'm seeing. Okay, so, so if that continues to go down, I'm a buyer. Right? I'm not a buyer because I think it's going to you know, go up this year because he's not playing this year, although I think it will. So you know, it's the same thing as stocks. right? A stock has a bad earning. That's a quality company. People punish it. Punish it for bad earnings because it wasn't what's expected of that, of that stock. But 
there comes a point where it's oversold. That's the term. That's yeah, term yeah but the risk, it, right? the risk that comes along with it, right? But the Does risk is back? significantly you... less when a card is 75% of the value it was last week. So, yes, you have to have an appetite for risk. But if it's, a, if it's something where he comes back, first of all, I think at 300 or 350, you buy that card and it's going to be back to 500 before he even steps foot on the field again to see whether or not he can play. Because I think yeah, there's some sold. truth to that. There's some truth to that. Um, um, and then if he does come back next year and he plays and he's good, it doesn't have to get to the 1400 it was at. It could get to half that and you've doubled your money. To me, my takeaway for, for me personally is this is why I love basketball and baseball. This is why I don't really want to play around with soccer and football cards. The injuries are just – I just don't like the injury risk. Like you see this injury – you know, what, once every two years in the NBA? You see an, a season-ending injury in the NFL like 16 times a weekend. Soccer, too. You know, they don't talk about soccer injuries as much in the media as they do in, uh, in football, but soccer injuries, man, they're prevalent. And they call it the arterial cruciate ligament. They don't call it ACLs there. They say he has a ligament injury. All right, so talk to me. So, so Dak's card – is one that you'll have to wait on next year to see if he's playing again and you're able to buy a card that was $1,500 for, let's call it, three fifty, And you don't want to jump on that because you think of the risk. Now tell me about Tyler Hero's pricing. So as you guys know, Tyler Hero was my play uh, a few different ways. Every day for like five weeks straight, yes. They all know. <laughs> to, to which we were, I was getting uh, hate mail. And my DMs are like, do you have an affair with Tyler Hero? What's it's, going on? It, it, quickly, those hate mail turned to love messages, though, as uh, Tyler Hero was, uh, was, 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 became the walking bucket we all know him as today. I, I will tell you, not just this Tyler Hero, but the bigger play is literally my dream scenario. And this is how I explain it, right? So when I brought you this play, let's say you had 500 bucks to invest, and you bought the base prisms that weren't graded. You got those at 20 bucks a piece. Uh, what's that? You got 25 of them, right? About 25 of them. You subbed 10 of the best ones. They're at PSA. If you can't get those back, you're not counting the liquidity. Uh, you're not counting the profits on that. You were able to sell them when they were 50 a piece, right? So you, let's say 40, just for safe math. You doubled your money. You're, you're 500, you know, it became 1,000. Let's take 200 off the top because those are the ones that are at PSA. So you were able to make 350 bucks. What I saw last night in the market, so the Prism Silver card and the base, uh, you know, it, when he had that 30-plus point game, his cards doubled in price. Silver was PSA 10 was 1,500. The base Prism PSA 10 was 450, 480. And now I'm seeing, hey, Ian, and now I'm seeing the Silver last night ended on auction for 680. And the same base Prism PSA 10, it ended at 250, 260, something like that. So I love rebuying with profit, Cage. It's one of my dream scenarios, right? Especially with a guy like Tyler Hero. You made the play in August, you doubled your money, and now using that same profit, that's literally like using your, your blackjack bet and letting it ride, but you're able to double it. You're literally able to double it. Uh, and rebuying into the Tyler Hero market I'm not saying necessarily today, but in the next month, month and a half, if you cashed with me, if you were with us since August, whatever it was, first, and you were able to cash on the Tyler Hero cards, it's such an amazing opportunity to rebuy and double down on him as a player. So let me ask. Please. 
I'm hearing pricing wise that the Dak rookie card was similar in PSA 10 to what Hero was at. All right. Both cards are ones now that you're going to have to wait months on for when they're back. Now, basketball will be back before next football season. Um, you know, football season's a ways away. Um, but they're both, you know, back within a year. I'm hearing the DAC card going from 1500 to 350 And I'm hearing Tyler Hero's card go from 1500 to 600 That means that the DAC card has been punished much more than the Hero card has. The Hero card, they're both overreactions, in my opinion. Um, I think that the, the DAC, you know, injury is one where he's going to come back and he's going to play. And that card's now been beaten up to the tune of losing 65%, losing two-thirds of its value. Um, why the hero over the DAC? Because of the injury he, risk that's added? Because he's yeah. not busy. Injury risk and upside. Easily hero has more upside than, than DAC, in my opinion. And less risk. Dude, you can't just think in upside. You have to think in risk, too, no? Like, in a stock, like... 100%. It, but I think the it, risk is already baked in when the fact the card's gone down two-thirds already. Not necessarily. What if he's never able to play again? Well, I don't think there's many people talking about that as, as the, the current you know, status of his injury. But, but that's a possibility. Again, and that's why the card has been beaten up, right? But I think, I think too much. I think it's been beaten up too I, I, if much. I was, if I there's was also a possibility guy, Tyler Hero never plays again. What are, you, what, what are you on right now? I'm not on anything, but the, you're talking about possibilities. Tyler Hero may never play again. And he also may you know, be somebody who never learns to play defense. <laughs> you know, so there's a risk right. to him too. Uh, <laughs> Cage, give us a play and then let's hop off. No, so you have so, a play for tonight. Listen, so I know, so so I, I will. I want to. I want to. You know, to to, I guess continue with your refrain of the craziness here. And I like your play as buy as a Tyler hero. I'm going to give a couple of other ones now. My and so it'll be plays, right? But it goes right along with what you're saying, right? That cards have gone down. Don't fall for the trap in the other direction. So with the DAC injury, Andrew did a little bit of research here, and he saw that um, DAC's cards have gotten beaten up. Um, and, you know, it's crazy to see a card now selling for one-fifth of what it was. But do you know last week you could buy Andy Dalton 2011 Topps Chrome rookie cards for $0.99? Cents? The damn X-Fractors were a dollar cards, you name it. And today, that same base Topps Chrome 2011 rookie card for Andy Dalton is selling for $20 with shipping. Don't be that person. Don't buy the Andy Dalton card. Do we go back and clip our uh, NFL uh, season preview when I, when I predicted Dalton's going to be behind center? I didn't think you it did. was going to be in this fashion. You did and you predict say, it. If Dalton is behind center, all of my Cowboys predictions of going 10 and 6 – are out the window. Now yep. you're on the spot again, Cage. They're two and three. They got past the Giants in beautiful, elegant fashion. Mm-hmm. Do they go ten and six? Do they make the playoffs with Andy Dalton behind? So them? I'll go. I'll go on record, even though they have a losing record now and they just lost their quarterback. That the Cowboys will still be making the playoffs. The Cowboys are still going to win that division. There you go. Wow. On still win the division. On record. Soundbite. Sorry. Sorry, Giants. Sorry, so, Eagles. Sorry. 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 Sorry, uh, Washington football team. I will say, I watched the Eagles this season. Carson Wentz is the problem. That defense is tough, man. They hit hard. They tackle well. They defend well. Carson Wentz is putrid. 
Let me ask you. You told us not to play Andy Dalton. Yeah. Is there Don't play Dalton. This, is there an opportunity after this weekend that you're seeing? Are you kind of in like a co-branded grass watching the NBA market? What are you What are you looking at, Cage? So for my personal collection, I'll tell you what I'm going to buy. That way everybody, you know, can, can jump in on that. There'll be different ways of playing it, obviously different levels. From the NFL market, um, I'd be selling any Phillip Rivers cards that I have. Um, I like the Colts. I don't know how they advance far enough um, now in the AFC with him not basically not being able to throw the ball downfield. Um, I think, you know, you know, reevaluating it after, you know, after five weeks, um, I don't think he can do enough to have his team, you know, really advance in the playoffs. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they'll do enough to be able to advance. Um, you know, he's just too limited. Um, as far as buys go, um, that kid Robinson for for uh, Jacksonville that we talked about a couple weeks ago, he looks, mm-hmm. he still looks great. I still love Gardner Minshew, man. He gives his team the ability to win every week. And, you know, it was amazing, right? They, they won week one, and I, I was like, oh, well, he looks really good. I still pick that team to go 3-13 and 13 for the year, so he's going to keep him close, but he's not going to win. I hope that team doesn't go into the draft and try to look for another quarterback. I hope that they build around him. He's a guy who can win in the NFL. I think they give him some real talent. Um, it's a, he's a very different quarterback when he has Chark in there. Um, I think he makes his receivers good. I think he's got a good running back now. That defense needs to really be bolstered. They got rid of all their good defense. I like Minshew. And it, you know, if that team starts to lose and you can, st- and you can buy some more Minshew cards um, cheap, I'll be buying some Minshew football-wise. Um, but here's the, the, the card, the guy who I'm going to be looking for. And, you know, bro Namath, sit down, please. All right? <laughs> if, if you happen to be listening, bro, sit down. I'm going to be buying LeBron James cards in the next week, week and a half. Um, <laughs> his cards have been there. They're, they're, so so there's, a, there's, a, there's a saying in, um, yeah, sell Philip Rivers. Ian went and got a Philip Rivers 2012 Prism Silver card that we graded. Check that out. Um, Let me see it. Let me see it. Give me, buddy. Are you, you going to sell that? I'm selling that him Ian's Rivers collection? card. That's an Ian's collection. If he, if he wants to sell it, he can sell it. But he yeah. likes he likes yeah. the he said you could sell it. Uh, so you know what, Luca Nation? I want to hear from you guys. So, can I tell them about Ian's PSA nine collection? Can you tell them about that? I want to hear what they think. Sure. So I'll, I'll do the LeBron thing, and then I'll talk about the PSA nines really quick. Um, LeBron, the, the, there's a saying in, in in investing, and it's it's buy the rumor, sell the news, right? Mm-hmm. So the street usually hears things like, oh, there's going to be a merger. You know, um, Apple and Disney are doing a, a combined, you know, series yes, or, you know, Disney and Netflix, blah, 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 or whatever it may be. Or, you this, know, this private equity company is looking to buy this. Yeah, they're going to get a 5% stake. Buffett's yeah. looking to buy or Microsoft's going to buy LinkedIn. And you know what happens when the rumor comes, the stock price goes up because they're buying the rumor. But what happens when that news actually hits, you'll see the stock actually go down. Because the news has already been baked in while the rumor was there. People bought it and drove the price up on the possibility of that news coming true. And I think you saw that with LeBron's cards. I think you saw that championship, which was like, you know, a great thank you, the Heat. They were great. But it was one of the most foregone conclusions in the world. 
You know, we would have liked to have seen the Laker, the Lakers play the Clippers and the Clippers give them a run, but the Clippers were never going to beat the Lakers. We would have liked to have seen, you know, Giannis get in there and, and, and do something. But Giannis's team is, is, is horrible. And a lot of these teams kind of mailed it in. And, you know, the NBA and the refs and everybody else in the world did everything they could to have this be the outcome. And this was the outcome. And it was, I think, one of those preconceived outcomes, one of the, one of the, the biggest letdowns. It's why nobody watched. It's why the TV ratings were garbage, right? Everybody just, everybody just go on a rant. That is not why the Lakers won. LeBron is head and shoulders above every other player in the league. That's true. And now he has a co-star. That's true. And he went to LA, not because of the Lakers were great, because he was able to go there and he was able to chase the money and he was able to tamper and he was able to get Anthony Davis in there as another player and basically build a team and also take advantage of the fact that the true dynasty – like the Bulls were a dynasty. The true dynasty out there in Golden State was injured. I know you collect basketball because nobody was injured. But this was, this was, this was, yes, he's great. But uh, what's he, one and four in finals against Golden State? So he's great. He's the go. That's a tough he's the matchup. Go. But in That's any event, let me not, I'm not, I'm not, it is. I'm That's not, a tough matchup. I'm not coming here to crap on LeBron. I'm coming here to actually tell you I'm going to buy LeBron. So let me get that out here. The point is. <laughs> that people don't buy the championship. They've already bought the LeBron cards. And now you have people holding it who are new to this. You have people holding this who think, all right, well, I bought it at, I bought it at 14. I bought it at 12.5. And I'm talking about the LeBron 2003 Topps Chrome PSA 10, just so that we have a, a measuring stick. That's not what I'm going to tell you guys to buy, but that's just the, the rookie card in PSA 10 measuring stick card. You know, there are people I know who bought it at $15,000 because they thought – that mm-hmm. once he won the championship, it was going to be 20. It's not going to be 20, folks, because there are too many people holding it from between 12.5 and 15 who think I'm going to sell it at 20 when he wins the title. But you're going to see it actually go down. People who have it at 12.5, they'll probably be able to cash out even. The people who bought it at 15 are going to wind up losing money on it. And that's for this week. If you're planning on holding it, I, I, long-term, that card is a sound investment. But I'll be, I'll be, you want to talk about a snake in the, in the, in the grass or, you know, a lion waiting to jump on a, whatever the hell lion eat. Well, the beasts. Do you think that hits 8K? I'll be buying it at 8K. So I don't think it hits 8K. Um, I, I'd be a buyer of that card at 8K. Um, I think that's too cheap. I think 10 is a possibility. I think 11 is definitely a possibility. I mean, I think it's already kind of down there, right? I think it's yeah. already 12-ish. You know, there's not that many sales of it. That's a high-end card. But I think you can see that trickle down to everything. You already saw it. So people couldn't buy that card but what they were able to buy was the 2019 prism card where he was in his laker jersey and you know buy the base card and sell it and sell the silver and you know that silver card was like 15 1800 dollars and now it's you know less than half that and we're talking about month over month you know it was while he was making his playoff run it was you know 15 to 1800 dollars now it's you know not not even a thousand which is still absurd and it still has room to drop um Mm -hmm. you know people ran these lebron cards up and now people are going to look to cash out on lebron um, I personally have no LeBron cards, just stuff that, you know, Ian has from our grading subs, base cards here and there, you know, you name it. I don't have any LeBron card in my collection. That's going to change if people overreact and sell his card because, you know, it's an easy situation. It's, it's um, you know, the, the same thing that happened with those silvers, right? You know, people who were in it to try to cash out, see it start to go down. And then they say, well, I got to get out now while I can. And then you have weak hands and, and you see, uh, you know, the card drop down. If that happens, it's I called support, there. support and resistance. Support, right? Basically, support I'll be there as support. I'll be there to buy one or two. I mean, you Let can only have so much this. support that 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 type of card, that kind of price. But go ahead. 
So you have with the, with the Jordan, the eight, 1986 Fleer, right? That's mm-hmm. the holy grail card. But LeBron For me. has this top, LeBron has this tops chrome, and then he has the tops variation. Mm-hmm. In theory, shouldn't the tops chrome be looked at like as a premium card, and the tops base be like the comp to the Fleer, or is that the wrong way to think about it? There is no right or wrong way to think about it. Only time will tell what will happen with those cards, right? And but that's been that's been that's been the tale of time, right? Uh, a tale as old as time, right? You know, people want to buy Derek Jeter's Topps rookie card, but his real premium card is his 1993 Upper Deck SP card. You know what I mean? Um, and, and what the flavor of the year is for any different year, it comes and it goes, it changes. You know, you want to talk about Russell Wilson card. What's going to end up being the card for him over time? Is it going to be his Topps Chrome card? Is it going to be his Prism card from 2012? Um, there is no right or wrong answer. Right now, the demand is there for his for LeBron's 2003 Topps Chrome card. Um, and the Topps card is like a baby brother of that. I, I view that, um, you know, that paper card as something that there's plenty of. Is it his rookie card? Sure. But, th- you know, this is going to be, by the way, you bring up a much bigger issue for people who have gotten into cards recently. There are so many releases out there, so many cards for people, you know, just I was putting together a quote, a lot of Tyler Hero cards to sell. And I had like 15, card, 15 cards in the lot. You know, there's two Prism, there's a couple Optic, there's Dunris, which kind of looks like Optic, but it's not. Yeah. And it's more papery. And then I got Revolution and I got some Mosaic in there. And even in the Mosaic, there's an NBA debut version. And I mean, I, I fell victim to this myself in the 90s, the early 90s, when I was collecting as a teenager, um, when Shaq came out in 1992. And the same thing was going on with basketball then. Um, And, you know, I hope the same thing doesn't happen that happened with the Junk Wax era. But, you know, we, you know, Shaq, sort of like Zion, has a million cards. I mean, I bought his Fleer card. I bought his Hoops card. I bought his Upper Deck card. Then I bought his Topps card, his Topps Stadium Club card. And Fleer had his Fleer Ultra card. There were inserts in each one of them. Um, I, don't, I don't think I'm forgetting anything. There was a Skybox card. I mean, there was, you know, but, but you want to, now there's an argument over what's the tops, what's the Shaq card to get. I personally believe it's the upper deck right. card number one. There yep. are people out there who look at his beam team, which is an insert. So it's not even really a rookie. I mean, there are people who will fight me to the death about this. That's a cool card. Don't get me wrong. It's a real nice yep. card. One of my favorites. That's not a rookie. It's his rookie year, but it's a rookie year insert. But, you know, at that time, who knew which was the one to collect? Who, who knew which? The regular base stadium club at the time was the one that people wanted. That was the most expensive card, believe it or not, top stadium club. So give, give Luca Nation some piece of it. So give Luca Nation some piece of advice. How would you spot which is the card to buy? I think the market does it for you right now. But that doesn't mean that what the market is seeing right now is the one that you're going to have over time, right? So, so, so I don't know what the pop is on, let's say, like a Kobe 1996 Tops or a Kobe 1996 Tops Chrome. I don't know what the, uh, you know, what the numbers are on those. But, it, you know, before I bought one of those, I take a look at the Fleer Ultra that you've talked about. I take a look at some of the other cards that have such significantly low pops and realize that there will always be demand for Kobe cards. And sometimes you have to look at what the supply is out there. That's why I like the upper deck. Um, Shaq, he's only 300 PSA 10s um, for what I consider a top five NBA player um, of all time. No doubt. No doubt. I can't believe Shaq was, Shaq was a monster. It's funny that you took the words right out of my mouth. That Kobe Fleer Ultra, to me, is going to be his true rookie. 
I think the tops 138, the tops chrome is a different story. The tops 138 is so overpopulated. Uh, you see tons of that card out there, especially in the nine, nine and a half and a 10. Where the ultra, there's 290 ultra PSA 10s. Uh, so in my opinion, and I, I brought that play a few times to Luca Nation. That's an amazing opportunity to, even if you're having a nine, it's a cool card. So I would look for a LeBron card, by the way, because, um, you know, it's funny. We're going to post this today. After you put this down or while you're listening, go on eBay and look at the price history that we saw for the most recent winner that we had, right? So the most recent champ that we've had was, I mean, baseball hasn't crowned a a champ uh, football. So go look at what Mahomes cards did. And we talked about this with, um, with Chris, right? House of Jordans. Yes, we did. Right? So we talked about the Mahomes effect, right? And people were buying his cards in the lead-up to the Super Bowl. And those Mahomes cards, right after the Super Bowl, days after the Super Bowl, they dropped 30%, 25%, 40%. I don't remember exactly what it was, but they dropped significant hundreds of dollars. Um, And they went right back up after a while. And it's the same situation I believe we're going to see with LeBron's cards. And it's not just the the 2003 Topps Chrome PSA 10, all grades of that card, his regular Topps card. I mean, there are people who are buying his bazooka card, which is fine, I guess. Um, you know, <laughs> all, you know, I mean, all, you, know, all, you don't like that card? It's a cool card. So it is a cool card. It's a great card. I love that card, but I will preach to you guys as many times as I can. And people get mad at me. Like I say, don't buy soccer cards or stay away from tennis cards. You will like tennis and you want to buy a tennis card, go right ahead and buy a tennis card. Okay. Don't expect it to to continue to go up 5X every year. Because what I'm trying to ward off on that, when I say buy the best card you can and the best grade you can, depending on what your budget is, is because ultimately at some, and I'm not calling this a bubble, but at some point in time, people are going to want to pare down their collections. People are going to want to have their collections with long-term blue chip items in them. And people are going to look to, you know, to, um, you know, consolidate is the right word, right? And the first part of their portfolios that they're going to trim are going to be what I consider ancillary parts of their portfolio. They want to maintain LeBron in their, in their collection. They're going to try to maintain a LeBron tops Chrome or a LeBron tops card. Exactly. Um, I'm not selling, I'm not selling my optic, my house base. I'm not selling my optic, my house silver instead of, and keep it like, I'm going to keep my tops Chrome and sell all the other cards. Yeah, I'm not you're going to sell, sell all your the prism, other you know, you're going to mm-hmm. sell your, 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 your inserts. You're going to sell that stuff. You're going to sell your revolution stuff just as, and I, I take that one step further. You know, I think you're going to sell your tennis cards and keep your baseball and basketball. I think and that's what I mean when I say that stuff, right? And I don't mean to go in on alternate sports stuff, right? But the, the point that I'm, I'm making on it is, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to want to keep LeBron in your collection, but maybe you sell off your, your, your um, bazooka ones to upgrade your tops chrome from an eight to a nine. You know, when you're consolidating your tops, you, you know, you're less likely to move that tops chrome or tops version of him than you are to to sell off, um, you know, a bazooka card, which, you know, I think will impact the long-term pricing of those cards. So I'm trying to say. What's cool is, you know, you guys listening, I can't imagine you were hopping onto today's episode expecting us to bring you two cards after the finals are over. Two cards of two players after the day after the finals are done. But that's what we're saying. Monitor these markets. Monitor the Tyler Hero market, which has popped and come right back down 
literally exactly as I predicted from August up until now. Monitor the LeBron market, which has the Mahomes effect. You know, after winning your fourth championship, that card's going to drop 10, 15%. Can you sneak it and get a good deal on it in the offseason? Because he's going to be back next year. Could he get title number five, Cage? Yeah, he might, tamper, he might tamper this year, right? Listen, listen, he may he may already be on the phone with Giannis and say, "Hey, Giannis, you know, come imagine on that, over. dude. You know, imagine that me, you, and 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 Anthony Davis, come take your talents to L.A." You Who's know, shooting I mean, the ball there? Do they still have Danny Green with as as their best jump shooter? I don't really think it matters who shoots the ball there, um, but yeah, they're just, you know, they're just dunking. Well, Dunking all game. If they have Anthony Davis and LeBron and Giannis, yeah, none of them really want to shoot. Actually, I mean, I guess Davis will have to take the last second shot of those three. <laughs> the only one I've seen do it in the last decade. Um, so look, it is what it is. But look, I'm not. I'm not except for Michael today. Jordan. Who's your favorite top three favorite players? So by the way, I I want to make a point clear here because we're gonna do that Jordan LeBron you know debate the goat debate. I am not a Jordan fan. I don't know oh. if you realize this. I'm not a Jordan fan. I'm from New York. I'm a Hornets fan now. My son and I like to watch the Bade Graham, but that's only because the Knicks have been so god-awful for the longest time. You heard I, it here first. He's I a Latrell Sprewell fan. I love, so I don't like Sprewell because uh, there's another story about Sprewell for another episode day. But, and I liked Sprewell when he came out of college. Um, and, uh, and we should we should have drafted him. We drafted uh, Hubert Davis instead, four picks ahead of Latrell Sprewell. But he ultimately came back to the Knicks anyway. Um in that 92-93 draft led by Shaq, Alonzo Mourning, Christian Leitner, Jim Jackson, who didn't actually play for that team for a little while. You know, the Atlanta Hawks messed that one up, drafting Adam Keith. Oh, my God. But in any event, we digress. Um, no, I'm a huge Knicks fan, man. You know, I mean, I, I was a huge Ewing fan when he was in Georgetown. So I'll tell you how old I am. Um, and I loved that they got him. And I was at more Madison Square Garden games than you know. I, I, I was there with my wife when they retired Ewing the number. I'm a huge Ewing fan. So uh, somebody like me should actually hate Jordan because, you know, Jordan, here's the deal, right? So I won't be debating the GOAT thing, but I'll give Bro Namath, uh, uh, you know, or whoever it is that's going to defend LeBron, an advanced thing here. It's, it's tougher to be the juggernaut. It's tougher to be the dynasty than it is to be the guy who – can take down that dynasty one out of four times playing them, right? It's hard to be the GOAT, right? It's hard to be the GOAT and be considered the GOAT when your biggest accomplishment is that you took a team to take down the favorite team, to take down the dynasty. It's much harder to be the one that everybody's gunning for and it not matter that not one in the six times was anybody able to take you down. It's harder to be the juggernaut and maintain being that juggernaut and not let anybody beat you. That's what makes somebody the GOAT. And I know it not because I'm a Jordan nut hugger. I know it because I was the guy who was rooting for Jordan to lose at the time. I take the Jordan GOAT argument from a completely different perspective. I didn't like Jordan. I rooted against him. And I'm a Shaq fan. So even when Ewing wasn't doing it, I was rooting for the magic with Penny and, and Shaq to take him down. And I, I mean, come on now. I'm telling you, I mean... I, I lived and died with John Starks, three for 17 against Houston. It was, it was a time that, um, it was a time that, um, you know, I, w- I would have loved for the Knicks to take down, you know, uh, Jordan, but they never did. And neither did Reggie Miller's Pacers and neither did the bad boy, you know, uh, Detroit team. They, they got him, but ultimately he found a way to, to, to take him down. 
Think of the gauntlet that he had to run through when the Eastern Conference was the WWF, not the Eastern Conference. Come out, <laughs> come out there, you know, nine times in a row. I have many finals. I will made. say, I will say, the, to compare the talent, just in terms of talent, of NBA players now and then, it would be a disservice to NBA players now. It wouldn't even be close. How much better today's players are than And men. I'll even give you this, right? So, so, so. I don't want to get too far along the lines of the debate, but whoever it is that I'm prepping the Jordan side with, um, you know, there are a lot of, there, there are a lot of categories that go into um, goat. I would say there's probably five. One of them is longevity. And I will tell you, LeBron wins that hands down because 35 years old, come on, give me a break. What he's doing now is amazing. Also, he's a physical Agreed. specimen, but that's a matter of just as well, the talent well, is better now. It's also a matter of medicine and science and what people are doing with their bodies. You know, Jordan was out there smoking cigars and playing golf on his off day or even on his game day. He wasn't in a cryobaric bullshit yeah. kombucha chamber or whatever the hell these guys are doing now. Um, so I would also say it's a matter of... Dude, you are making me dizzy. What in the hell are you doing? So I'm, I'm in my like desk chair and I'm here. spinning and... I'm You're swiveling <laughs> Do you ever just spin chair? in a circle? Oh God. No, <laughs> not since I was four. <laughs> it's kind of fun. It's a trip. But... It's a matter of priority. I got too. an idea. Why don't you put a plastic bucket on your head and run into the wall next? I used to <laughs> I do that. To my I, was trainer, I was talking to my trainer this morning about this. LeBron clearly prioritized his body and his physique for longevity, where Jordan and Kobe clearly prioritized their game. Do, do you notice that? How like Kobe and Jordan throughout their career have added offensive moves to their repertoire, where LeBron hasn't really added a ton of offensive moves. But he's been equally as strong and as fit this season as he was season one. And that's just insane. That's unbelievable. And that's a, yeah. a, just a true – it's just a compliment to his work ethic and how he prepares and takes care of his body and what he eats. Uh, but he's also smart about it. I mean, has he yeah. ever played 82 games, you know, in all these seasons? For sure. I mean, I don't know if – what, it was 78? I don't know. Yeah, but not 82. But, but that's oh, part of – the same thing. No, it's not. But that's, it's smart on his part. I'm not, I'm not crapping on him for it. It's smart because you know when you can take some time off to get your body right for when you need it during the playoff run. I'm not saying it as a bad thing. I'm saying it as it's all part of the, uh, it's all part of the routine. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. But, yeah, let's wrap here. Um, I, I'm, I'm telling you, even though I'm, I'm, I'm firmly in the – because everybody's debating it. I'm firmly in the Jordan is a goat. Jordan is a goat camp. Um, LeBron, I do want to give credit to LeBron, and I do want to say congratulations to the Lakers. I'm not a Laker fan. Um, I do want to say congratulations. It doesn't matter that it was a, a, a slightly shortened season and that it was a bubble and it was different playoffs. As a matter of fact, you might even give him more credit for that because no yep. teams ever had to go through what they went through this year, this craziness, no fans, you know, you know, being away from their family, being away from everybody like that, and, you know, being in that bubble in, in Orlando and in Disney World. Um, you know, some people want to want to say that championship's uh, a Mickey Mouse championship, ha ha. Um, but you know, the, the truth is, you know, you got to give them credit. They they did what no other team was able to do. You got to give LeBron credit. And four and six sounds a lot better than three and six. And four and six definitely sounds better than three and seven. Um, but yeah, I mean, the guy's still going. And he's still going strong. So congratulations, right, Luca Nation. We'll be back with it again tomorrow. Very special guest episode. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Eh, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. 
If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.